Brooklyn. Tune in and cry it out with me, DJ Susie. Define woman. Define woman? Define woman. She couldn't do it. I mean, huh? Well, kind of, kind of a nuanced, complicated question. Uh, complicated how? Well, okay, well, how do you define woman? Are you jerking my perm? You honestly don't know. Colin, it's simple. It's biology, Colin, okay? It's your private parts, but not the ones you have when you're born. But just the bottom private parts, because the top ones come later. No, you know what? Okay, I'm going to do, uh, uh, it's your period. Got to have your period, unless you're old or young or pregnant or stressed out or doing gymnastics. No, you know what? Scratch out. I'm going back to baby privates. Final answer. <laughs> baby privates? No, it's not just biology, okay? Let's mend the broken heart of ISIS. Age of Aquarius, Mother Nature is furious. Why you rhyme about being hardcore? Be hardcore. What is it that we do art for? Metaphor, medicine, it's an age of healing. Why not rhyme about what you're feeling or not be felt? Deal with the cards you're dealt. Calling all tarot readers and sparrow feeders to cancel the apocalypse. Metaphorically speaking, metaphorically speaking, cancel the apocalypse. Woman is cheerleader, nurse. Teacher, prostitute. Come on, you've seen them. You know they're always cold. They're the ones that be shopping. I, 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 I really don't know what you're talking about. It, come on, yes, you do. You know, woman is like, uh, 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 and man is like, oh, uh, uh. Oh my God, you are not making any sense. Because okay, you are just not getting it. You know what? Let me show you. Looks like we always end up in a.
谁要开。From the Winslow Tea Broadcast Booth in Temperate, Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm John Reed. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and this is Race to the Bottom, baby. Hey, hey, yeah. My opening monologue, as always, is sponsored by Winslow Tea, and I'm drinking it right now. <sighs> that that's like a that's like a Madeline moment, right? Cherche de temps perdu, right? I'm sh- I'm cherching temps perdu right there with that Winslow. Uh, um, sip, and you can search for your uh, search right into the conversation <laughs> by hashtagging your tea drinking experiences on all social media platforms with hashtag how you know. Hashtag it on Truth Social. Let's get it trending on Truth Social. Come on, guys. We got a heck of a show today. Heck of a show, Brownie. You know what that is in reference to? Heck of a job, Brownie. That's what uh, George W. said to his... The guy in in charge of Katrina. Was he the um, FEMA director, Brownie? He said he was doing a heck of a job. And you know who's going to do a heck of a job today? Is the freaking deacon calling in. And boy, do we have things to talk about. I'm going to set up the table of contents for our phone call before uh, the phone even rings. And, um... And the freaking deacon, if you're, if you're listening, you can take some notes. First off, we'll, we'll talk about... Uh, I've been listening to this podcast, Revolutions. Man, it's good stuff. How many of you have ever listened to a podcast? I know that... Uh, I think that... I think Dr. Dad would would like revolutions if he could figure out my uh, doc, uh, my dad your doctor Dr. Dad is is a wonderful man as we all know but he's he's not necessarily the most technologically uh, adept. He's kind of a luddite. I th- I think he could do it. 
But if, if Dr. Dad listened to revolutions, he could learn about what I learned about, which is the Mexican Revolution. I had um, taken a class, taken a couple classes on the, on the Mexican Revolution, but it never really stuck in, uh, stuck in my head. But this guy does um, this podcast. He started out, he, this, this guy, Mike Duncan, who's, who's a great storyteller and, and a very funny um, person. Kind of a systematic thinker. He started he in like 2009. He wanted to listen to a a good podcast on the history of Rome, and he poked around. And he said there isn't one, and so he said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna make one," and he did. And he was like a dishwasher while he was doing this. He won all these awards for that. It's like a hundred episodes long. I haven't listened to that, but I might. I might. I, I might do like a whole, you know, be a completist about this. But yeah, and then he started doing these revolutions. He did. It's it's got the English, the French, both French revolutions. He's doing the Russian Revolution now, but but uh, I I really hooked into the the Mexican Revolution. And my plan is, I think I'm going to listen to the whole. Mexican Revolution one again, and then have Ben Feinberg, our our resident um, anthropologist and my my college anthropology and history teacher on the show. We had him to, we had him on to talk about Mexico. We could have Matt Pagotchnik on. We could do a whole thing. How's that sound? So we're going to talk about revolutions. Hopefully I got some of the exposition out of the way on the revolutions thing. Because the freaking deacon said he, he's, a, he's a fan. See which ones he's listened to. See what we can draw from our propensity towards... Revo- I, I think a revolution, he's, he said like on the intro... That it actually means to 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 complete an orbit, but we've kind of we kind of use it in a different way. So we'll figure that out. I also want to ask the freaking deacon. We are at, at, at Easter, and a, a dear friend of ours came to came to Easter, who said that she just went to the Easter service that morning. And she said she went to the Presbyterian Church. Cough button. And my wife, my, my wife, said, Presbyterian, what, what exactly is Presbyterian? And I should know, because that's, I went to Presbyterian church growing up. And then tie this back to um, revolutions. I started listening to the English revolution. I finished the Mexican one. I'm like, I said, I'm, I'm going to go back and go to the very beginning. Listen to the English Revolution, and I learned from that that the the Presbyterians are are basically like you have the you have the Catholics, and then the uh, uh, Episcopalians is like the next level down from kind of like the uh, the strictures of of uh, the pageantry, 
and then and then Presbyterians is is one down from there, I think. But who better to to help us figure all this out? We're we're gonna figure out our denominations with the freaking deacon. And then I'm a, I want to talk to uh, to Jay Clarkson about some of this uh, this this grooming stuff. The 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 new moral panic. I got people. Uh, I got all these people coming after me, saying I'm I'm indoctrinating people. We'll figure figure this out. Who who better than Jay? Has has uh, some personal experience with it. And you know what I have personal experience with is the mashup. Ninety nine. One more. I gotta see next week. We're supposed to have. Josh Phillips come on the show. And I... My, knowing Josh... And I'm just going to put this out here on the show. We'll see how it works, but... Josh is not a, a morning person. When I told him that the show was live at, at 10 a.m., he was... He, 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 you could tell he was a little bit uh anxious. <laughs> So, I, I hope I hope to dear the the dear Lord that that Josh can get up and and call in on on Saturday next Saturday. But if he doesn't, I think we might be okay because I think I might have mashup one hundred under my belt, and uh, we'll give it a lot of space been a lot of fun doing these mashups and i can't believe i've done a hundred well almost 99 so what did we hear we heard um i'm not a huge saturday night live person i've got a co-worker at the uh at the school where i teach who's always trying to get <laughs> Mentioning Saturday, she's like, "Oh yeah, I know you don't like Saturday Night Live, but did you see the the one?" I'm like, no. But I did appreciate this. This was from a, f- a few weeks ago. You had Cicely Strong, that's her name, right? As Marsha Blackburn, talking about what is a woman. She's good. She was so good that I, I put. Uh, Colin, not Colin Firth, Colin Jost, the jokester. It was so good I put Colin Jost in one of my mashups. We heard from her, we heard from De La Soul with It's So Easy. If money makes a man strange, we got to rearrange what goes in the world go round. What makes the world go round? What am I saying? We heard La 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 from Saul Williams. Might have, might have been a little noisy for uh, for the AM 
But I, I love it, he says. Why you rhyme about being hardcore, be hardcore. What is it we do art for? M- metaphor, medicine. It's an age of healing. Why not rhyme about what you're feeling or not be felt? Deal with the cards you're dealt. Calling on tarot readers and sparrow feeders to cancel the apocalypse. Metaphorically speaking. Metaphorically speaking. Cancel the apocalypse. It's good stuff. That's that's poetry right there. We heard from Hall and Oates with You're out of touch. I'm out of time, but I'm going on my head when you're not around. We heard from, uh, compared to what? Roberta Flack with Ron Carter on the bass. Heard that on Atlanta, and I also heard Le Fleur, Minnie Ripperton on Atlanta. This new season of Atlanta is... So good. It's so good. And I... And I... Hold on. We do this. Just seamless. Recommend it. It gets the recommend, recommended seal of approval, Atlanta. Take that, Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, we, we should do a whole show about uh, how good the show Atlanta is. And, um, but anyway, on compared to what, you got Ron Carter laying down that, that iconic bass line. And Ron Carter is also on the the song you're hearing in the background. This is uh, Feel de Kilimanjaro off the Miles Davis record of the same name. And I've been obsessed with this record. This is right, this record, I was uh, tweeting about this. this. This record is right in the sweet spot in between the the great second quintet with Herbie Hancock and Tony Williams, Wayne Shorter, Ron Carter. Am I missing anybody? Yeah, that's the great and Miles Davis. That's the the, the great the second great quintet, right? And they were doing the their kind of a hard bop, ex, explosive stuff, and then that transitioned into. In a silent way, in bitches brew, and this and Field of Kilimanjaro is right in the in the sweet spot, in, in between those two. And I never really listened to this record, and man, I'm obsessed with it. But anyway, I was listening to it, and listen to this bass. That electric bass, I'm like, man, that guy's going, going nuts. 
It's kind of sloppy and all over the place, but brilliant. Like, who is that? That's Ron Carter playing electric bass. I, I said on Twitter, if it wasn't Ron Carter, it'd probably get thrown out of the studio by Miles Davis. Sounds like he it doesn't play very much electric bass. I didn't even know he did. But often in, in these um, in these later Miles groups, there would be a uh, electric bass and and an acoustic bass, and and it would often also have like three keyboardists playing Fender Rhodes and stuff. We got a phone call. Race to the bottom, brother John Reed. Oh my goodness, I I recognize this voice. It's your friend and mine, Jay Clarkson. How's it going? Good. I heard uh, sloppy and all over the place, and I thought, hey, it's not you. <laughs> well, it's, well it's played. Me. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Did, yeah, just I'm the Ron Carter to your Miles Davis. Yeah. Well, so. I hopefully I won't be a horrible person. When, when they talk about like yeah. canceling uh, art and stuff, um, uh-huh. uh huh. One one person that you know, Bill, Bill Murray's in in the news. Uh, we kind of knew oh. that Bill Murray was was not uh, had some rough edges, and kind of he's. Uh-huh. But but yeah, one, one mean, person, yeah, a, not, a yeah. previous, uh, you know, a departed spirit that that, uh, and I think it's harder to cancel musicians anyway. But Miles Davis, man, he was he was not a the the sweetest guy out there. No, no, not yeah, yeah, not a lot of domestic abuse. Was was put yeah, it that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think. I don't know. Do we give? Do we? Do we? Do we make allowances? Particularly, like in twentieth century jazz, mm-hmm. there's a lot of that going around. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I guess it's part of where the music comes from too. It's just this whole well of kind of painful experience. Yes, that, you know. So, so good. Happy Saturday morning to you. Happy Saturday morning to you as well. Did you? Did you hear my? A lot of place to start. Did you hear my uh, table of contents for for what I wanted to talk I, uh, to you? Yeah, about? I, I I hear you have an agenda. <laughs> I do. Bring in, bring in your your all your issues into the uh, yeah into the conversation. Yeah, it's yeah. it's almost like this is my classroom, and and I'm uh, you know, I'm I'm grooming you to to think uh, it, to adopt my ideology. Yeah, and it begins in subtle ways, John. <laughs> yep. Because you're still out here, you've still got this relationship with um, Winslow T. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, like, I've read the statements, but I still, you know, the legacy of Eustace Winslow is just, it's pretty bad. That's another. That's another one. That's another one that we'll have yeah. to kind of uh, history will kind of have to wrestle with that one. 
It's like, yeah, remember yeah, how yeah. George W. Bush would be all, always be like, well, I'll let history be the judge of that. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. History I, is not kind. Is, I mean, as the truth comes out about <laughs> the, the legacy of Eustace Winslow, I, you know, I think history will, will revise its, its opinion. I think you need to... I think you need to be prepared for that, man. Are people, we're going to have to spill the tea? Yeah. Well, I don't know if you're how aware you are of his eugenics. <laughs> it's in the name. You, you, that EU. Yeah. 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 It is particularly, and see, this is why I get kind of riled up about it. Particular, he had this particular thing about people with a strabismus. You familiar with the, the strabismus? No, is that like a Stromboli business? Um, okay, way to be ableist. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's 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 a lazy eye, John. Oh, or several, you know, different versions of the lazy eye. And um, Eustace Winslow was just—he had one. He he. Well, <laughs> see, that's the thing. We can. Ne- he's only photographed mm-hmm. in profile. You never see him head on. Yeah. So, so there's no proof of the theory that he himself had a strabismus. Um, but as a person with a strabismus, mm-hmm. you know, I just kind of. I don't see the world in the same way that you used to. Okay. Yeah. I'll just yeah. put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe I did. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. Well, o- often we we uh, you know we're a lot of times when you we you like you say oh I hate I hate that I hate that about that person it's it's often something that you know you are struggling with yourself you know it's all it's all projection mm-hmm. speaking of projection. Did you? I don't know if you have seen in the last twenty four hours um, the uh, the latest news about um, my congressman. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I have. Hawthorne. I have, and you know, it's it's tough. Um, I I struggle with whether to talk about people like Madison Cawthorn or or MTG or or. Bobert or all uh-huh. these people on on the show because you know this is a huge audience for Race to the Bottom and and I just don't want to give them uh, that platform. I feel like you know also uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is is uh, had her trial yesterday to see whether she's eligible and everybody was uh, you know posting things and laughing at her and and I just look she's not going to be deemed ineligible to run and it's going to be a win for uh-huh. her and then it's and it's just going to raise her profile and um i think what we we laugh at at these people to our detriment because uh you know i get ready for uh president green that's yeah well and and i can understand too that you might feel like hey republicans buy tea too <laughs> so yeah but but th- this guy yeah. Madison Cawthorn, he's he's one of these guys yeah. who are like uh, you know, 
manly man and and very judgy about people's lifestyles and and he's he's also I did play him uh talking about the the wild uh, sex orgies and and doing yeah, key bumps yeah, and stuff yeah. which was hilarious and and uh you know if if it wasn't Weird. the yeah and if it wasn't hypo- the hypocritical look he's they found pictures of him dressed up in a uh brazier sexy cross-dressing kind of thing and uh you know right knock yourself out you know except for the fact that that he's he would judge uh, uh judge not lest ye be judged right right deacon well yeah i mean there's there's that and and more directly to your point i think the level of projection that is going into a lot of the um um, strum and and drong is that how you say it? Yes, uh, storm yeah. and and st- what is it? Und. S- storm und drong. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the um, a lot of the level of concern really, I mean, comes back to me to seem like projection of people's own. Just like, you know, making jokes out of folks, I'm straight up, I'm not, I'm not trying to say this in a way that that's diminishing uh-huh. to other people, you know, because it's so easy to say, well, you know, they just can't handle the fact that they're gay, too. I don't think Madison Cawthorn's gay, mm-hmm. but I do think that, you know, when you look at things like, um, the concern about grooming and then go look at the rhetoric on um, many, especially conservative Christian um, school websites. It's all about, you know, a specific way of, um, of raising children. Yeah. You know? Um, And so I think they're, what that betrays is a lot of insecurity about uh, their own approach in these situations, you know, um, and saying, you know, essentially our way of grooming is <laughs> is the correct way of grooming. Yeah, know? yeah. It's like yeah. I, I saw somebody yeah. post a, a thing where it was like... Uh, Two like same sex Disney characters uh, kissing, you know, and they're like, if you think uh-huh. if you think that this is uh, indoctrination, and then they had a picture of like a, a prince kin- kissing a prince princess, and, and you don't think that this is yeah. indoctrination, then you know you got your your yeah. head up your wazoo, you know. It's we we right, have we right, have preferences right. of of things we're allowed to talk about. It's the same as like these people getting in trouble for coming out to their students. I can't believe that we're talking about this. That's the other thing. Like what year is it that all of a sudden, yeah. you know, you have these backlashes. No one was talking about this a year ago. And now everybody's acting uh-huh. like uh so anyway, you have these people g- getting in trouble for coming out to their students, right? Um, and and this idea of well, that should be that that's your private life that should be kept at home. But but uh, you know, a, a cis straight 
teacher will mention their wife or husband or what they did that weekend all the time. You know, you, it's just, it's so, um, so, so do you think history makes a linear progression forward? (laughs) No, I've, I've lived long enough to see this, uh, how this ping pong happens. We're just on this Uh pendulum and, um, Uh I, you know, not to get too political, Jay, but <laughs> I think that, uh, you know, we're, uh, the, the Democrats are probably going to lose the, the House and, and Senate. And, and then we're going to have, um, what is that, a, a dove? What does that say? Oh, sorry. No, I'm, uh, I've got a little, um, like, uh, uh, what is it? it it's a, a canister. Yeah. I have mixed up some some neem oil in water. Okay. And and so I'm spraying the plants in my garden oh. to protect them from insects. Yeah. Using this this neem oil because, you know, I'm I'm it's Earth Day. Mm-hmm. John. It sounds like so. it, you have a, a morning dove at like on your sho- shoulder. Morning dove on my shoulder. <laughs> it's the truth. It's actual. So there, everything is leading <laughs> to death. Wow. Oh, sorry. So there's there's going to be yeah. uh, the, so they're going to the Republicans are going to take the House and Senate, and then we're going to have two years of insane uh, show trials, overreach. You thought Benghazi was. Was crazy. They're going to haul Fauci up in front of uh, in front of everybody, and you're going to talk. Have Rand Paul, you know, screaming about uh, loss of use or whatever the hell that thing is. He likes to talk about, and then hopefully it's going to be crazy enough. Uh, but you know, in in this Strum and Drong, which is storm and stress. Uh-huh. I was trying to. I knew it was storm, but I, Drong is stress. Um, right. Uh, that 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 hopefully the pendulum swings back and by by the presidential election time and we don't have a um, you know another omelet bar presidency or a DeSantis presidency or whatever. Right, right. So, I to to be honest, uh, I have I have retreated from um, paying particularly close attention to um, to that kind of politics just mm-hmm. because it you know not that the issues aren't important and not that it doesn't affect real people's lives but it's it's such a reality show circus at this point yeah that you know to me it's 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 actually demeaning of the of the real causes Um but in your analysis, I still hear, and I'm, 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 I'm not, I am beating up on you, but I'm not just beating up on mm-hmm. you. Um, I still hear this, I, you know, some sort of sense of um, uh, a, a progress in history, a progressive movement of history, and what. Uh, why that comes up is in the first, I don't know, maybe eight episodes 
of the Revolutions podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you for season. Beautiful yeah. segue. Oh my God! You like that? Yeah. 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 Who's the professional here? <laughs> Who's the professional? So, in the first um, uh, section of the current season, the season on the Russian Revolution. Um, Mike Duncan does this incredible, I think incredible. Um, Stop uh, squeezing your knee, man. Review. Hey, if you're going to get the knee to flow, <laughs> you have to you have to pump it. Um, yeah, Mike uh, Duncan does a, a review. Mike of... Duncan does this review of uh, sort of the the intellectual background to. Um, to the socialist revolution in in Russia, you know, and goes through um, some of the the French anarchists and socialists and yeah. talks about Marx and Engels and so forth. Um, and you know, kind of like you were saying, understanding the revolution in Mexico. I mean, I think it for me anyway. It takes several times through a particular subject, especially a, a historical subject, mm-hmm. before I really kind of get what's going on there. Um, so it wasn't the first time, I think, that I'd heard some of these ideas. But, um, um, you know, especially as, as Mike Duncan talked about, um, Marxism and the idea of historical materialism mm-hmm. so basically that that it's really about that all history really boils down to material conditions yeah and the conflict between classes about material conditions um and the upshot of that which is you know marxist socialism um you know, clearly has has never really taken hold. Yeah. Even in you know nominally socialist countries, um, but just the concept of historical materialism, I think, has been very influential on the way we understand history. I think most historians of the late nineteenth and the twentieth century accepted that premise and worked on that premise that is pretty much all about material conditions and this progress of, um, you know, this, this progress through the course of history. Um, wait, hold on. Uh, so I, I get what you, I, I understand what you're saying about, um, about materialism. Um, but, uh but how, and, and, you know, and just the material conditions between the classes. But how how does that um, redound? You like that? You like the, that, oh, that verb? Nice. Yeah. How does that? Nice. How does that? Um, how does that lead to um, this idea of progress? How are how are those things intertwined in in your brain or or in these thinkers' minds? I, I'm not like. You yeah. Know, so how is that not just yeah, cic- a cyclical um, back, you know, pendulum between the haves and the have-nots? Why? Why is it? Why is the 
isolating this I- idea that that the crux of of humanity and, and politics is is materialism. How does that you know? How does that lead to hence progress? Well, so um, material progress in history is kind of undeniable, right? Like the the degree to which. Uh, access to refrigeration of food Mm -hmm. is available today in a way that it wasn't 125 years ago. Yeah, but you you were on my capitalism show. A capitalist would say the the reason that that progress has happened is through through, um, you know, access to markets and, you know, is because of capitalism, not, you know. And a historical materialist would say that 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 motion through capital capitalism was in you know an inevitable and in unstoppable historical force. Mm-hmm. Well, like I, it, that's that's how. Um, well, yeah. and and what you're saying there is is how Stalin or um, uh, or Mao justified. Um, a, a lot of the things that they did because they said, "Look, we're yeah. we're basically going to speed our way through through this capitalism so we can get to this socialist utopia. So we're going to exactly. So exactly. we're going to we're going to take the yeah. land. We're going to develop it. We're going to do all these things, and um, it's all going to be worth it because you know once once we're yeah workers paradise." Yeah, once we're through the just a a, a little bit more uh, suffering, and then and then it's going to be we're going to be high on the hog, right? And we've been spending most of our lives uh-huh. living in a workers' paradise. <laughs> uh huh. Um, and I mean, you hear the same thing from capitalists too, right? Like markets yeah. are are this historical force for the good, and you know they just kind of exist and. They've always been here, which, mm-hmm. you know, is it's not entirely accurate. So the whole point is that in in historical materialism, like, that's the only thing that matters. And, like, why aren't you happier? You have a refrigerator now, you know, sort of. Mm-hmm. That's the, the premise. So um, I'm not exactly sure. Where where that was headed? It was well, it's be, well, it's China. because I was asking you what, about Prague. You said that I it's it seems inherent in the way I'm talking that I believe in some sort of progress. Um, right, right. Um, and and I think that assumption that there's a there's a progressive like history is inevitably progressive is a very modern conception. Mm-hmm. Well, very much like, yeah, like within the last 150, 175 years. Is it though? Because isn't that what the Enlightenment uh, believed? And and then as, and then when, I mean, and then it things kind of continued to progress, and there were these ideas of that things were getting better and better, and then it was World War One that that uh, that kind of came crashing down, and and you had all these people. Uh, who, for the first time in a long time, didn't uh, think necessarily things would get better, 
right? They they saw the horrors of of humanity, and and maybe we, you know, the center cannot hold all that all that art that was made after World War One. Right. Well, and and I think, but I think in popular culture, we still haven't caught up to that, right? Because we still hold on to this idea, you know, George W. Bush to say, "Well, history will judge me." Yeah. As if history has a has a um, particular, you know, a particular inevitable arc. Well, that's the thing that Obama always quotes Lincoln: uh, the the yeah. arc of history is long and bends towards justice, or whatever. Yeah. So I think it's a. Um, I, I I know that as a um, quote from Dr. King. Um. And what he actually said was that the arc of the moral universe bends towards justice. The arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice, which is not necessarily a statement about history. Mm-hmm. I pause for silence. Well, <laughs> yes, you're you're right. It's, <laughs> it, it is it is MLK. Uh, I don't know why I thought that was uh, Lincoln. Um, so, so what am I saying that that you you think uh, makes me come down on this? I'm basically I feel like I'm I'm just saying that things kind of bounce back and forth between opposites and don't necessarily progress. The only hope that I have is that people, you know, bringing it back to, um, you know, <clears throat> sexuality and stuff. I I feel like hopefully. People are are becoming more free to to be who they are, and that we're throwing off a lot of um, arbitrary um, and hurtful ge- uh, gender stuff, and and uh, uh-huh. you know, and in in that way, yeah. I feel like hopefully um, we're getting better. But then you, but then you also see how people get all all freaked out and and use it to further their own, uh, you know political reactionaryism. Right. Right, right, right. Well, so a part of that analysis, I guess, and um, I agree with you in, in celebrating the extent to which more people are able to live into the identities that they know themselves to be. You know, uh, I think part of when you put that into a broader social context though part of what we're part of what that assumes is is a two or maybe three dimensional plane you know good and bad the you know sort of the 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 space that we move into and and one of the benefits one of the one of the real i think yes of um the um emergence of um, uh, broader understandings of gender gender identity is it starts to break down a lot of a lot of binaries yeah you know um, and so for instance um, I think it is um, it is entirely accurate and consistent and probably more truthful than 
than other statements we can make to say that, that God is not binary. God is not binary in, in regard to gender, uh, much less um, kind of the, the binaries that we create. We tend to create in all sorts of areas. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you know. I mean, it seems that's where I was going to try to lead it, because it seems to me that you maybe in in your work as a as a a pastor and, and in the church you you kind of have a um that other almost escape hatch where where I'm trying to figure out whether it's progress or whether it's this you know back and forth binary thing and then but if when you bring in um when you bring in God, um, that yeah, mm-hmm. there's another there's another way uh, through the 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 quagmire, right? Right. There's another dimension. Yeah. To that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I think, for most of human history, has has been more of a part of the of the um, of the public conversation than it is right now. Yeah, but uh, but you know. also to be fair, I feel like in in previous times and, and maybe even still, like the the whatever um, concept or reality of God is is has been really tied back down to the material reality of of people and and a lot of these binaries, right? Because it's not a transcendental. Uh, God uh, throughout history, uh, a lot of time. Yeah, you know, it's it's yeah. just more. Yeah. It's just more of of the binary politics and materialism, right? And I think, yeah, I think it has worked both ways. And I think, in some respects, that's what the Reformation was about. Was was saying, we've gotten too locked into, sort of the material conditions of the present moment and we're not looking enough at the the broader picture of mm-hmm. um of of our whole being our whole existence so yeah. let's yeah. we we've got uh four and a half minutes there yeah, i think you just kind of let us with with reformation we can get in everything so, a, mm-hmm. so we got uh, Catholicism, then we have Reformation, and it splits into um, the the next rung off would be um, uh, the Episcopal Church. And if you're the, talking about Eng- England, yeah. specifically, okay, and yeah. So that and then and but the German would be Lutheran. German would be yeah. Broadly speaking, Lutheran. Swiss would be, broadly speaking, Calvinist. Mm-hmm. So those are kind of the, yeah, more or less the three main um, thrusts, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. of the Protestant Reformation. Um, and and then you have then you have a little fellow named John Knox. Uh-huh. It starts off in England, actually starts off in Scotland, um, and starts off in um, opposition to 
yeah, kind of this flattening of the understanding of of the church and and reducing it to sort of the material conditions of the present moment. Um, and he spends a little bit of time as a galley slave in the French Navy, uh, winds up in England for a little bit, and and eventually finds himself in um, in Switzerland with Calvin. Um, and adopts many of Calvin's ideas and takes them back in a little bit sharper form um, to Scotland and is is able to participate in the Scottish Reformation, which brings us the Presbyterian Church. Hey! Hey! <laughs> We're going to have to... So the, the, we're gonna have to leave it there. We, 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 I, oh man! We, well, I have Tom, two questions for you, John. Well, you better give it, get I them may. out quickly. Yeah, I gotta get yeah, ready so for I Crime normally, Talk BK. I know. I normally listen to the show on my computer, but is there another way? If you're listening, listen? if you're listening on your computer, you can download the app for your Android or your iPhone. It works great and it's free. Also, if you want to keep up on what's happening on the on the station, you can go uh, to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org and sign up for our newsletter. There's also a green donate button talking about uh, material oh, con- oh. conditions. If if you want to yeah. uh, donate, you can do that. And also, yeah. uh, Jay, if you happen to be in uh, in the New York area, Radio Free Brooklyn is proud to present four amazing bands on an outstanding local at, at an outstanding local venue for an evening of rock and music join us friday no kidding. friday may 20th at 7:30 for a, uh, a night of music with seventh grade girl fight dirt bikes barrette castle black and none at none other than ridgewood's own bar frida uh tickets are 10 bucks and can be purchased at the venue how's that sound that that sounds like an amazing deal only yeah. ten dollars for all of that entertainment all those bands i haven't seen a band in so long if I did, and I would be supporting Radio Free Brooklyn if I did that. Um, I guess tangentially, because they would they would say, okay. "Hey, we, we should uh, do more advertising with uh, with Radio Free Brooklyn and be a sponsor." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if I did see a band, maybe I would see uh, Procol Harum, um, which is this uh, whiter shade of pale keeps coming up. Oh, you ever yeah. oh, have yeah, a yeah. song that just keeps coming up in your life? Um, I, I I finally do. watched I, I finally watched uh, the Big Chill and uh, uh-huh. and this is f- featured in that and then uh, and then at Easter my mother in law was telling a story about being in Italy and and how um, all the men would dance around to uh, Procol Harum whiter shade of pale um, so uh, interesting yeah you know what keeps coming up for me what's that. Area Codes by Ludacris. Nice. I'll throw that in the mashup for next yeah. next week. Yeah. How's that sound? Go figure. Yeah. All right. Also a little Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> We're not going to talk about Jimmy Buffett. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> Bye, Jay. All right, man. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Good guy. Stay tuned for Crime Talk BK. Hopefully Josh Phillips will be uh, calling in next week. If not, we got tons of stuff to do. Thank you to Jay Clarkson and to you, dear listener. 
The crowd called out for more The room was humming harder As the ceiling flew away When we called out for another drink The waiter brought a tray And so it was that a later As the miller told his tale That her face at first just go sleep Shit up. 